and welcome to the Creative Christians Chat Show. I'm Brendan Conboy, the dog in the pod. This show is bursting with creative stories, ideas and inspiration with a Christian perspective. So let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Creative Christians Chat Show. And my guest today is, I've got to be careful how I say this name, Juliana Kostelski. I've said that right, haven't I, Juliana? You sure did. Yeah, good, that's a good Polish name, isn't it? It sure is, yes. But, but that's not a Polish accent that you've got there. No. <laughs> On my hand in South Texas accent, can be originally from Texas. You're from Texas. Oh, okay. But you live in Colorado. Right. Yeah, you live in Colorado. <laughs> so, Juliana, you, you we're going to talk about something a little bit different this this week. Um, in fact, it's it's very rare what we're going to be talking about, isn't it? Yes, it's very rare. Because what we're talking about is is something called Lambert Eaton. You're going to have to help me with the next word. Myasthenic syndrome. Myasthenic syndrome. Correct. Which gets shortened to LEMS. Um, yes, you have that correct. And, it's um, a very rare autoimmune neuromuscular disease where your immune system is a little bit too active and it attaches itself to the nerve endings where the acetylcholine is released to activate the muscle. So it uh, can be very devastating if you don't catch it in time and get your, system, your symptoms treated. Um, you can maybe tell a little bit for me, I'm about generalized muscle weakness, a little difficulty in talking sometimes. Yeah. It can affect our breathing. And uh, mostly it affects our proximal muscles. Right. That sounds horrendous it's not very fun it could be as a progressive as something like ALS or something along the lines of like MS but yeah. this is so rare we there's maybe 100 people in the UK that have it how many and about 100 is that all yeah and then in the US we have around four to five hundred we think we right. haven't found a lot yet it affects, because I, I, I looked on your website, and it says it affects 2.8 million people, 2.8 people in a million. So that's, right. that is pretty, pretty rare, isn't it? I call it ultra rare. I, I, I wonder how many people have got it, though, without even knowing it. Because that's, I think that's something that we have found out in the last few years because we had our first FDA-approved treatment. Yeah. Once we got that FDA treatment, we found a lot of patients that were either undiagnosed or had not been um, treated with the right medication. Right. So if things are coming to line a little bit more, um, we have set up a nonprofit, like we discussed, with a website. And the main purpose of 
And the main one of the main goals that we have with this website is the patient registry. Yeah. And that's going to help us not only foster research in the future, but also give us a better handle on how many patients are actually out there. Yeah, so it's a form of research, really, isn't it? And understanding the, do you call it a disease? I've had this for about 30 years. You, yeah, you were diagnosed in, I've got it written down here, so we're 1993, that is nearly that's 30. Correct. Yeah, nearly 30 years. And and you were in a nursing home for... I spent eight years in a nursing years. home. Yeah. Now, the, long, the longest I've ever spent in hospital, I've been in hospital a lot of times, but the longest I've ever spent, I think, is 11 days. So eight years. Mm-hmm. I've, been a, I've been in hospice twice where my breathing was so compromised. They had a bit draining tube in me and you know I mean that's what we call a crisis where basically my system is so out of whack I can't breathe yeah. I can't speak I can't chew I can't swallow so um I'm because I have had it for so long I'm a little bit more of an advanced case the earlier you catch it the sooner you're on medications the better off your prognosis is going to be All right and we've got a good friend who, who Dr. Dalton, he, 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 he asked me to, to contact you. And, uh, yeah. you know, he... he he's just alive and he's new at this. Yeah. And, um, but it all started with COVID for him. He got COVID and then it, 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 he got what, what Americans call long haulers syndrome. And the next thing I know, he's telling me he's got limbs. That's that's a horrible thing. Yeah, and that's a specific activity at the neuromuscular junction where his nerves and muscles just aren't communicating. Now, you have to treat it with immunosuppressants as well. Right. So you can either take oral immunosuppressants or we have another treatment we call IVIG, which is more of a modulation of yeah. the immune system. And then I'm getting ready to do a treatment here this week called Botexin, which is a very strong immunosuppressant. It's going to knock out my details and my T cells. So hopefully this is something new in my particular regimen. I'm in on oral immunosuppressants and take IBIG once a month for two days. So wow. my life is really taking care of my health. Yeah, yeah. I know that feeling. I'm on immunosuppressants as well. I had a kidney transplant, but I don't think my immunosuppressants are as strong as the ones that you're on. You know, to knock out T cells, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful stuff that you're on. Yeah, but by the grace of God, <laughs> you get me through it. Yeah, to the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I say the same. Yeah. And so you've had a kidney transplant, have you? Yeah, over three years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Well, God bless you. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, it's still a it's still a battle. The transplant isn't the end of a of the battle, and as I'm sure you're you're aware with your 
your illness you know and it limit it limits you doesn't it big time yes yeah but it hasn't limited you from being creative in the sense that you've created a charity yes i've been working on this for a long time when i was first diagnosed in 1993 i was the youngest person diagnosed at that time Wow. And I was working a corporate job and going 150 miles an hour. And this just stopped me dead in my tracks. I was just falling down. I could hardly get up out of my chair, walking up curbs, just this overall weakness. And they immediately started me on IVIG. And then it was a few years later when I got into a drug trial. Then I got on what really is a life-saving medication. And we just got that FDA approved about two and a half years ago. Right. So having that FDA approvement, uh, approval for that medication has really been a huge, huge success to helping to expose our disease and bring awareness to Lambert eating myasthenic syndrome. And um, hopefully we can get help to more people that, that may be going through a difficult diagnosis process. Yeah, and that will make a difference. Yes. Like I said, the sooner you can catch it, the sooner you can get on treatment, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Um, I went through, you know, some pretty rough periods there where I was close to death, but... You know, once the doctor stepped in and started trying different things on me and being a little guinea pig there for a while. <laughs> um, you know, I'm on a really good treatment plan right now and I'm surviving and hopefully it's getting even better. Yeah, you want to move from, I, I, I used to say I'm surviving, but I, I actually say now I'm thriving. Uh, so well, I'm trying to cry. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The charity that we're talking about is called the Lems Family Association, isn't it? Yes, and, and that is um, for the patients by patients. Yeah, it's a patient driven charity. And like I said, we were trying to really find as many patients as we can with this registry. Right now, we don't have any um, drug studies going on or any studies going on in the lens community at all. So right. we're hoping with the registry, we'll get more patients, more information, and then that'll in, uh, hopefully get some interest going from the medical community towards our disease specific right so it's a brand new charity though isn't it it was, it's uh it was registered on the 14th of june this year yeah, so it it, is brand it's new. brand um, new i had uh several doctors and a lot of my friends and my family following my journey through a group called friends of juliana and they were helping me trying to work towards this for all these years. Yeah. So it wasn't until I met these two patients that we were able to really pull it together and and get it done. So we're having a little trouble with our website, our web host right now, but 
um, how agreed to sign um, an agreement with a registry. So um, things are moving along. They're they're a little rocky right now, but uh, <laughs> things should be in place. It's it's kind of difficult when you're running and sharing with a bunch of sick people. <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 and all all of the directors, uh, I think there was four I saw on your website, they, they've they all been diagnosed with LEMS. That's correct. So, yeah, to, to be running a charity as directors and living with a seriously life-limiting and life-threatening illness, that is something, isn't it? That is... It's a passion. It's a passion to help other people. Um, a lot of compassion because I understand where people are coming from. Yeah. And um, I have a Facebook group that we've got about 1,400 people in there. Wow, that's that's a good-sized group. Yeah, and that's worldwide. So yeah. we're hoping yeah. to reach as many patients as we can with the registry. Yeah. You've also uh, been influential in changing the law for 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 Americans with disability, haven't you? That's true. Yes, I did work on um, the Human Rights Charter for the American with Disabilities Act. And a lot of this came out of me being in a nursing home and then transitioning back into the community. Yeah. And it was organizations that helped me do all of that that uh, were working on this charter. And it just so happened that um, I received an opportunity to be part of it by sharing my life story about my life being in a nursing home and, you know, thriving there and hopefully making it out into the community because we have a right to be out here yeah. just like everybody else. Yeah. When I went to the States, I was I was in L.A. in 2015. I saw a lot of disabled people that were living on the streets. They were homeless, mm -hmm. uh, you know, living on the streets in a wheelchair. And it, it was it was not a good thing to see. Wow, uh, no, it's very disheartening. And where I live in Denver, we have a very large homeless population also. Yeah. And it's very hard to see. I mean, even where I live, we have people camping out on sidewalks. And it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's really sad. And all you can do is sit on the corner with them and, you know, try to help them, get them on their feet. We have a really cool pilot program here where instead of the cops going out to the homeless sites, they're sent out there with an actual male health team. Right. And that connects them with resources to help them get off the street. It amazes me. You, you just said you sit on the street corner with homeless people <laughs> and chat to them. <laughs> You know, it, with all the stuff that you've got going on in your own life, you're prepared well, to do that. Yeah, I I just have a real compassion and understanding for people in situations where I've been, and I've been able to overcome a lot. And I'm very grateful to to God for everything He's brought me through, and I've been 
so much part of my, my day just praying for the grace and thank you for everything I can give him because it's made me a strong person. Yeah. It says in the Bible that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're a, an example of, of you're doing more than, than than anybody would expect for somebody with your condition, with your limitations. When you look at your limitations and compare it to what you actually achieve, that's amazing. But you do it with God's um, strength. It's been really odd because I've been um, – because of my physical disability, my mind goes 150 miles an hour and I get more creative a lot of times. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I can only do so much on my own. If it worked for, you know, the other two patients, this never would have gotten done. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the community that I'm part of. They're just some really lovely, beautiful people that have a, a really terrible diagnosis but it's not all downhill um like i said the sooner you catch it the sooner you can get your, your treatment and your symptoms under control and that's possible we have people out there that are working full-time jobs and you know before they deteriorate if they can get that treatment i think there's a good chance of a very good quality of life yeah wow. We're talking to uh, Juliana Kostowski on the Creative Christians chat show. And we're talking about LEMS, the uh, Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome. Juliana, what is the future? You've got a brand new charity. What, what are the hopes and aspirations for that well, charity? Well, our hopes and our aspirations for that charity is to get the medical community more in tune and more in step with our disease. Because, I mean, a lot of these patients go to the emergency room and doctors don't even know anything about it. Yeah. They're having to call in specialists and stuff like that. So our main purpose is to raise awareness about the disease itself. I mean, yeah. you can go all day and say, well, it's like myasthenia gravis, but it's not really, it's a different mechanism that's a neuromuscular injection that's big difference. Yeah. So, um, raising awareness about the disease, we hope to have some patient gatherings by, by groups and in the community. And we're raising funds for um, hopefully a fundraising gala, a fundraising gala in our future. Brilliant. If if you're listening to this podcast and you're uh, you're you're feeling down and you're feeling uninspired by life, just listen to to what this what this amazing lady is saying. Juliana is just pushing on and wants to make a difference to people. And you know, as, as Christians, that is what we should all be wanting to do, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah, we're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. Juliana, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and I'm going to pray for you before we go. <clears throat> Clear my throat of this horrible thing I've got going on at the moment. 
Laura, thank you for Juliana and her story. And Laura, even though she's gone through some really, really tough times, I mean, you know, close to death stuff. Lord, you've been there carrying her through it and, and you're carrying her through what she's doing now. Thank you, Lord, for the creativity that she's got in her the, to be able to, to use that creativity to help others, to, to, to create a charity that will make a difference and to not just to people in America or the UK, but people all around the world, this disease knows no boundaries doesn't it crosses crosses all, all into all countries and so we just pray now that lord that you would use this charity the lems family association to do some amazing things to help people where they need to be helped pray that in your name jesus amen Amen. Thank you so much, Brennan. It was such a pleasure to meet you and be on your podcast. And I hope to look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting to you, Juliana. Thank you for listening to the Creative Christians Chat Show. It's been great having you here with me today. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. I'm Brendan Conboy, and you can find me at brendanconboy.co.uk where you can buy me a cup of coffee, if you like, to support me and my creative work. Follow me also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For now, though, God bless and goodbye.